So we are live. Welcome. Live. Welcome from a different venue. A different venue, an unincorporated venue. Oh shit! Yeah. Yes. Welcome from. Do they know the the city we live in? I don't think so. We know they live in Chicago area. The. Oh, they don't. They don't think so. God, should we tell them the city that we live in? I mean, who the fuck cares? Who? Okay, anyone who listens to us knows millions us. Millions of fans. Welcome from the greater Aurora, Illinois area. Yeah. Uh, unincorporated Aurora, Illinois. So today. what? What benefits do you get as unincorporated? No city taxes. Ah. And. And. Shitty water, right? The well, yes, but I don't think I should technically qualify for a library card. <laughs> but when I went to the library to get a card, I asked if I could get one for being unincorporated. And one library in the system let me, and the other one didn't. So I have a library card that I am not funding with my own tax, with my own tax. I'm I'm taking advantage of the taxpayer. You are you are the the people who the Trump supporters hate. I am a welfare queen. Wow. Exactly. Wow. Anyway, we are here today to discuss um Episode four of our podcast. We're covering season four. Season four. Season four of How I Met Your Mother, which, if we look at our uh, rankings, yeah. uh, you put very high up on your list. It is a banger of a season. Uh, I put it in my bottom half. Hi. Hey, man. Yeah. I think we say this every yes. week. Yes. Not a bad season. Not, not a bad season. Um, season. Season four opens with banger episodes as i was reviewing it this as i was reviewing it for this recording i was like hit 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 there's a few that i think are hits there's a few that i'm like i'll watch it because i love the show but if i if i was doing a speed run i would probably skip some of these all right all right um so season four opens uh which we didn't discuss this last week no. Season three ends with uh, Ted, Ted proposing to having Stella. his first proposal mm-hmm. of the season of the series. Correct. Uh, he proposes to Stella. Yes. The awful, horrible Stella Zidman. The awful, horrible Stella Zidman. Uh, uh, awful, horrible. Just my least favorite. Just yes. My least favorite. Yeah. She treats our boy Ted wrong. She does do our boy Ted wrong, but you know what? She ended up. He learned. He learns to move on and forgive. In this season, I have I have thoughts on that. All right, really I have good. thoughts on that, which we'll, we'll talk about later when we go through the characters, right? Yeah. Um, but we do start the season with uh, some very fun episodes, like you mentioned. I yeah. like the first episode where um, he kind of acknowledges that he doesn't know a lot about her. Yes, which is true because we also don't see Stella a lot. We kind of see her a lot in work and in New Jersey. Yes. Yes. But she is never, unlike, and this might be a little controversial, unlike Victoria, Mm. I don't feel like we ever get a sense that she could belong with this group. Correct. So like Victoria, we see her hanging out with with the crew. Yes. Right? They have game night. Exactly. Uh, They have the episode where they go shopping for dresses with Um, with Lillian and Robin. Robin. But Stella... She is only ever around Ted. Yes. And is it officially is it officially stated that Stella is older? Or does she just like kind of look kind of older? I think she I think she does play a little older. Yeah. Maybe not a lot. Yeah. I mean to be an established doctor, I feel like 
yeah, kind you, of you would have to be automatically little, ages you up a you, little bit. You would have to be a little older than your early, uh, excuse me, than your early thirties. Uh, I'm looking to make sure because I'm getting yep. So I, I, I don't think Stella would pass the front porch test. If I were to administer the front porch test to this group, I would not. I would not put Stella on that front porch. Yeah. 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 I would put Victoria on the front porch. I would not put Stella on the front porch. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like Victoria, like, they would hang out with her. They'd be like, ah, oh, she's such a Ted. Right. But. But she's on the porch. She's on the porch. She's on the porch. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we start with the entry from that cliffhanger ending. Which, great for me, uh, watching this show for the first time when these seasons were already out, I didn't have to deal with that shit. Yeah? Um, that's my least favorite trope. I know I know why it has to happen, but I hate it when TV shows do that. And, I correct me if I'm wrong, out of all the seasons, I think this is the... Season 3, the end of season 3, beginning of season 4... Is the one where the cliffhanger feels the most off-putting. Yes. Because like I feel like every other season ends and pretty well. Resolved. Starting with season six, once again, we get that we get that frame, right? Of the of the, the wedding of the mystery wedding that we learn more and more about as time goes on. Um, but yes, this is the this is the most jarring. Yeah. Which is also interesting because Stella's wrapped up. Within five episodes. Within five episodes. That makes a comeback. Yes. A long period of, like, grief for a little bit, then going about life, then some random, um, then a random occurrence for resolution for Ted, um, and then the season ends with the leap. Um, Which is, it's also funny to think about, um, we, we mentioned already, Stella comes back at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, and I was sitting there going, like, I know Stella comes back, but that's next season, right? Right. But it's not. Right? It's uh, this season. It's this season. So I was like, it's kind of funny that they brought her back within a year of leaving Ted at the altar. I kind of like it because I also, um, I really enjoy just contrasting this season finales to next season seasons finales and maybe this means that seasons finale season attorneys general this seasons finale with last seasons finale i enjoy contrasting with each other um and maybe this means that we'll just have to start off with ted in our in our character arc conversation Mm -hmm. but whereas ted ended last season um with the proposal um and then we're left for the cliffhanger he ends this season with getting the professorship, right, of architecture. He ends this season, he ends this season taking the leap. Um, which, in my retracting of the contrast, um, I'll also say is just a very, very on-the-nose, very, very, very on-the-nose metaphor. That is cheesy and kind of works. Um, so, broken-hearted Ted, find some healing Ted, mm-hmm. and then... And then taking the leap, Ted, is where we end up here. Uh, yeah, so we can talk about some of the other characters while we're at it. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of development for um, 
Robin. This is where we see Robin kind of like down in the dumps. Mm-hmm. Uh, she takes a job in Japan uh, after we get the uh, the banger episode, mm-hmm. um, Shelter Island and the Intervention, right? So there's there's a there's a stretch of episodes starting with I Heart New Jersey where she gets the job offer in uh, she quits her job right. right in I Heart New Jersey she quits her job kind of figuring herself out as well right um, this season is where we're also introduced to uh, Ted and Robin's pact correct which I had kind of forgotten about um the before 40 right the before 40 pact yeah, the after 40 uh, i always forget about it until i see it and i had almost forgotten like I, I saw it and i remembered and then it also like hit me right away that this pact was really bad for ted yeah and they acknowledge it in later seasons yes and this is kind of the beginning of their on again off again I think they were very much off earlier on, like season three, if anything, they're they're fighting. Barney enters the picture, so like Ted, mm-hmm. and, Ted and Robin are definitely like off. Um, but the pact, and then Robin soon moving back into the apartment, um, you know, is is kind of I think what led to general audiences starting to get annoyed with the show um, a little bit. And that ties in well to the fact that, like, this 40-year thing uh, is is bad for Ted. But you know what? Sometimes people don't know how to make the divorce final. <laughs> so Yeah, while, it's, it's... While it is frustrating, um, true to life. And I can't remember when that gets resolved, but I'm pretty sure Ted is the one who ends it. I think it'll be clarified for us as we go through the rest of the season. Yes. As as of right now, with me having not finished right. everything, I wanna say Ted is off was like, We can't we yeah. can't have this. Like I'm I'm too caught up on on the possibility of you to be able to fully move on from you. Well, so here's what's interesting. So like let's let's pick a focal point real quick that's that's tangential to that's tangential to this conversation. So, do we want to do we want to focus on Ted or do we want to focus on Robin? You know, let's let's do, let's do Robin. Let's do Robin. So, um, gets the job in Japan. Um, seems to be a short lived thing. Um, she's there for like a week. She's there for like a week. <laughs> um, there's this episode early on. Um, you know, intervention, I believe, is where this happens, where they're packing up the apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it ends with, first of all, a penultimate scene where they say that every year we're going to come back and we're going to, you know, next next year um, we're going to come back. We're going to order some really expensive Really scotch. expensive. And then every year we're just going to remember our friendship here. And it's it's kind of odd. And I'm trying to remember taking myself back to watching this for the first time because the show does kind of almost make you believe that it's going to break up this group of friends routine um, for at least the foreseeable future. In the episode itself. In the episode itself. Yes. Right? But then, in the episode itself, after that penultimate scene, it does flash forward one year. They're drinking the expensive scotch. And then the last line is like, do you want to take this party upstairs? Yeah, like you go back to the apartment. Exactly. So, 
I can um, briefly touching on the show in general, uh, but then coming back, coming back to Robin. I can I can see how this would have been the beginning of viewers' frustration because there's, I think one legitimate critique you can make about the show, um, is that it, it, almost sort of toys with the idea that change is a coming or we're gonna move along in the timeline, right? And then you ultimately kind of return to reverting to the status quo. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is the first big moment for me, at least when I noticed that, um, however, I would, I would say that that's more, um, a true to life than people tend to think, but then also B that's just the reality of working in TV, um, where it's kind of unknown what resources you're, you're going to have available for you. So you kind of have to leave plot threads open. Um, but then when it comes to Robin, I always remember thinking that Japan was just such a, like a random <laughs> career, career opportunity for her. Um, I was prepared that they would have done like, that they would have done that as a technique to sort of get her out of the show for a little bit, kind of how, kind of how they do with Lily later, um, when Allison Hannigan is actually pregnant, is actually pregnant. Um, and she's not, and she's not speaking to Barney, and therefore she doesn't have to be present, um, <laughs> present with pregnant belly. Um, but um, Robbins comes out of this cool moment where she she quits her job at Metro News One, mm-hmm. right? Uh, she's ready for bigger and better things. Bigger and better things are not coming. Um, and then she reverts back. Uh, she realizes what a shit show it is, and then she's like, "You know what? Fuck this. I'm out." And then Japan is her her next her day, next, her next move. opportunity. Um, so good for her for taking that leap, right? And yeah. maybe that's the theme of this season: is sort of taking taking chances, um, taking chances, taking leaps, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of characters, a lot of characters have that. I feel like this season, yeah. Um, is that is that good for for Robin at least for now? Well, well I mean, she'll be coming back. She will be coming back. Um, I, I will say the one thing about her, I I and this is what kind of frustrates me about Stella, and Victoria and other characters later. And I get I get their points from this perspective, um, but by other people, Robin is also treated as the girl that's holding Ted back, mm-hmm. right? And I think this is part of why Stella does not pass the porch test to me is that she is insistent that Robin not be, like, invited to the wedding. Uh, and I get the whole thing. I'm the one who say I'm the one who says, make the divorce final. But I do think it's, like, kind of bullshit that, like, you are literally sitting with these people regularly, you know, mm-hmm. at bar time. And you're like, nope, you dated this girl who we're probably going to hang out with next week. She is, like, not allowed, not allowed at our wedding. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, that's harsh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's also like with it's different, right? That that situation with yeah. with Stella and Tony. Yeah. Because like it, it she makes it seem like her and Tony are not really in on good terms. Correct. Right? So like her not having Tony there makes sense to me. Yes. Also like if you are the ex husband Why do you want to be there? You don't want to be there. Yeah. You don't Why do want you want to be, be there? there? Uh where I feel like Ted and Robin like they dated for less than a year. They dated Maybe. for less than a year. She had a thing with Barney. They're legitimate, like... They're just... They're legitimate friends. Just friends. Yes. And it's not just Ted is friends with her. 
and she's not friends with any of his friends. She yeah, is part like, of the, she is part of the core group. The group. Yeah. So yeah, it, I yeah that that did seem a little weird to yeah. me. Um, last thing I guess uh, that I want to touch on with uh, with Robin is this is also the episode where we do see that she she is feeling like she lost confidence. Robin has always struck me. Especially from season one to three and, and, this, and this rewatch. It's confident. She is a very confident, sure of herself. Character. Character. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the whole trope of a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. Yeah. Right? But for the first time, this is where we start to see her insecurities, I feel. Yeah. Uh, the episode where she's hanging out with the Woo Girls. Yep. Uh, where she's like, you know, I just want to be with a group of girls who don't have their shit together. Great episode, by the way. <laughs> so really quickly, I mean, for I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you stand for this season. So episode, I stand for every season. Episode homie. one, the Star Wars episode. Episode two, best burger in New York. Best we talked about York. that. We talked about that uh, last time. Yeah. Uh, I heart New Jay, um, which is gonna come up for me later uh, in our in our scumbag tier list. Not this episode, but a future one. Okay. Um, intervention. Intervention is a fucking a classic episode. Trope. Um, Shelter Island, um, right? Wedding, happily ever after. Um, not a Father's Day. Right? Not a Father's Day. Uh, Woo Girls, the Naked, naked man, man, The Fight. Um, Little Minnesota. I mean, th- this, it's, <laughs> this it's, is a, 11 straight. There are a lot. Banger. Of, not Bob yeah. episodes. Banger episodes. Banger episodes. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Back to back to more serious topics. <laughs> um, Robin's self-esteem. Robin's self-esteem. So, yeah. like, we we see her grow a lot from that. Yes. You know, she, she goes down, but then she slowly starts to get more, more confident. She learns to rely on her friends. I mean, the episode where she relies on Barney to help her with the... Um, with the video resume. Yes. You know, she's she is willing to go out and ask for help, where I feel like in past Robin probably wouldn't have. She would have swallowed her pride. Well, on Shelter Island, right, when she returns back from Japan, uh, and Ted's like, hey, you know, Stella said no, and they kind of have a fight, right? Um, she goes to Barney's room, right? Yeah? She, yeah, she needs... She needs someone to rely on, and that's who, and that's who she picks. Yeah. Um, so it's it's ironic now that I think about it, but also kind of cool. While you have this pressure that's trying to like force Robin out of the group in terms of Stella and her insecurity about Ted and Robin, she just becomes more inculcated into the group. Yeah. Which I um, and speaking of that, this is the season where. Like we talked about the other day, where her and Marshall finally get some some time to hang out. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I had gotten the order of these episodes backwards. Mm. Uh, so we start with Little Minnesota, right. which you just mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, with Marshall taking um, Robin to his bar. Correct. Which, by the way, what a, what a dumb way to run your bar. <laughs> you're like, hey, you're from somewhere else? Nah, I don't want your money. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, money's money, man. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. There are, I think this is something that you and I just don't really 
we might be aware of it, but we don't necessarily appreciate it as much as it exists. There are there are bars in big cities that very much are about the culture. Sure, yeah. but I don't yeah. feel like they're gonna like kick you out. Just turn because... away, mo- turn away money. Yeah, they no. might. You may not feel as welcome, but they're not gonna like throw you out the door. Uh, it's comedic effect, sure. Com- comedic effect for sure. But I, I, I would not be surprised if there are a good handful of bars that exist that won't like kick you out the door, but will but will insist like, hey, this bar is kind of for like these people. Yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, one of the things that I love about that episode is the continuous joke of like everything from Minnesota being like ridiculously big. Yeah. Like he's yeah. like, hey, who ordered the mini burgers? Yeah. <laughs> like four or five just massive fucking burgers. I enjoy the. I think is that the one that introduces Canadians are afraid of the dark. That is the one that introduces yeah. Canadians are afraid of the dark. I always thought. Here's what I thought was most unbelievable about that episode was that. The Minnesotans were so hostile to the Canadians, but I'm like, if there's if there's a state in the lower 48 that you may as well give to Canada, it's fucking Minnesota. Yeah, hockey, snow, dumb accents, <laughs> dumb accents, dumb accents. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why. And the episode never. I checked. The episode never really makes a reference to that irony. That they're so similar to each other. They do. Do they? They do. The re- I, and Well, this was me kind of connecting dots, yeah. right? My thinking of why the Minnesotans dislike the Canadians uh-huh. is because of the guy who missed the kick. Because, uh, do you remember his name? Gary Anderson. Gary Anderson misses the kick. Yeah. And he retires in shame from the Vikings. Yeah. And he goes to Canada to open a fly fishing business. Uh, and I think that's where that stems from. Well, a, a, a dislike for Canada, but also, but never a, never a, like, ah, we are two peas in a pod. Yeah. Right. Which would make sense for why Robin and Marshall might be drawn to hang out with each other. Besides not, besides just being part of the group, is they have a fairly common background. Yes. Um um, but that does introduce us to one of my most like wholesome moments is like the hoser hut. Yeah. Because like, you know, he, he does feel bad for ousting her as... Right. Like outing as her Canadian. as a Canadian. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she says, you know, she's like, I've never had a reason to, to stick. I've always had a reason to stick around. Right. Again, going back to her being at her lowest. Exactly. Um, and, you know, he does take her to the hoster hut where she knocks into someone he apologizes her and gives her a donut on the host yeah and then Marshall turns off the lights <laughs> and it's, it's funny I think I've always wondered if he does it on purpose no but I think he does I always thought it was an accident I would love for it to be on purpose I think it's ironic that Robin is the one who feels out of place but I would say is the New Yorkiest of the gang yeah. Yeah. Like, tough, poised. The Canada stuff, like, never comes out of her until it's, like, it's explicitly referenced. Like, I forget when they officially revealed that Robin was Canadian, like, in the show's history. Very like, early on. They see in season one. Oh, definitely season yeah, one. Yeah, but until that moment, I would have never, I would have, I would have never guessed. 
Right. I would say it's very early in season one yeah. where they mention that she's Canadian. Yeah. But this is also the episode where in the intervention when they talk about, you know, the security deposit. Yeah. That's what they're talking about, like the different injuries to the to the apartment. The apartment yeah. And uh this is where she we, we get uh drunk Canadian drunk Robin. Canadian Robin. <laughs> which yeah. is uh what does she say? She's like, you are nuttier than uh, Tim Horton's maple log. Something like that. And then she... She does call him like a hoser. To, she calls uh, Lily a hoser. Yeah. She says, step to, off, to hoser. I'll give you summer teeth. Yeah. Summer here. Lily's turned on. No. She's the one who's arguing with him, with her. Right. Uh, but they get into a fight, into a girl fight. Yes. Ted breaks it up. Barney gets mad and he punches a hole in the wall. Right. Yes, but I th- I think there's a little cutaway of Lily being turned on by the woman. I don't remember, yeah. but yeah. I would you know Lily Lily is uh, Lily is an enigma. Lily is an enigma, and the feature of today's episode, by the way, the feature of today's episode. Yeah. So let's let's go ahead and talk about. Do we want to treat Marshall and Lily as one? Why not? Uh, I feel like that's that's pretty fair. Baby arc is what starts. Is what Baby starts arc starts season. here. Um, and Allison Hannigan, um, if I if I remember correctly, is pregnant this season. Actually, uh, yes, yeah. both of them are pregnant in this season. Oh, that I did not know. Yes, um, because uh, you, the purses are getting bigger and bigger. Yes, and um, I know in the episodes where uh, Ted is running his business from his house, right? You see. Kobe Smulders wearing like big baggy clothing oh. uh, and like she's like hiding the baby bump so clever very clever so clever um, but yes so they they start to kind of toy with the idea of having kids and this really this conflict here really starts um, starts on the not a Father's Day episode yes um where I, it's so I was I was watching that episode recently, um, and I, I find Allison Hannigan very attractive, very attractive, especially in these seasons, um, and uh, I also think like, you know, she's she's like cute, pretty, right? She's like oh, like you would say she's cute. I don't know. Are you are you gonna be telling me that you're simping for drunk Lily? I'm not simping for drunk Lily. But it's a lot of confused emotions because I hate I hate baby fetishes. I hate people who have baby fetishes. Fair. <laughs> but I also love Hannison Allison Hannigan. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no. Oh, no, a baby fetishes. No, no. Um, um, but they decide. Um, but rewind. Because uh, this is at GNB where in the Best Burger in New York episode, it is revealed yes. that this is where Marshall has gotten has gotten his job. His job. Um, and the theme of the show persists that is different from How I Met Your Father. Uh, it is okay to sell out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, okay, it's not, it's not so much about selling out. It's about just doing something with yourself in the meantime, right? And it, and it makes the argument that, yeah, selling out is not necessarily permanent. Yes. Right. So, yeah, so just like Robin is yeah. for the remainder of this season, yeah. or for a good chunk of this season, Marshall was at that point last season yes. without a job, kind of just like 
messing around, putting tape on his face because he was that bored. Right. Um, and then in, season, in episode two of this season, he's kind of like, I just need something. Yes. Like, he's got a house that he's paying for. Yep. Um, he's not putting on pants. He's not putting on pants. Like, he is depressed. That he yeah. needs he needs something to... You have that beautiful montage of him slowly, slowly getting worse and more frustrated with. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and he is on the hunt for his burger, which is where we are introduced to Goliath National Bank. I think what's beautiful about this season, and there is, Robin's arc reminded me of this as well, and obviously Marshall's does too. This season is a lot of, we are too smart to be this poor energy. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so he, like you said, I mean, I, I, selling out is like the mean way to say it. I think the more accurate way to say it is is the way you worded it, that it's the season's advocating for like you can't just hold out for the dream. You have to you have to find something to do in the meantime. Yes. But all too often I feel like to people it that feels like selling out. Right? Yeah. Um Um but, you know, despite the fact that he works for the evil corporate overlords, um it's a fun environment. He gets to he gets to hang he gets to hang with Barney. They get the conference calls, right? Um, so you know you have this mixture of like doing something to keeping that's keeping you occupied in the meantime, but also like hanging out with your buds, which I like how that dovetails into like um, Marshall and Lily, you know, toying with the idea of having the baby, but still like realizing they're not ready for it yet. Yeah, and yeah. and Marshall kind of, you know, is the one who kind of talks some sense. I don't want to say talks sense into her because I think she's also she's also not quite there yet. Not quite there yet. You have the beautiful show don't tell of drunk Lily where she's basically compared to a baby throughout yes. the entire, right? So that 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 is what kind of shows. Oh, you mean Thanos kink? Well, no. Thanos new kink? No. Yes. Because I was I was about to say actually the one thing I hate more than baby fetishes and baby fetishists are babies. Were no, I enjoy babies. Not I sad. enjoy babies. Um, the the person who, if you're in your early twenties, you know this person. Um, there is one that I I just know as an acquaintance, but I remember this is the type I have in I have in my head. Um, it's the person who gets like married early, has kids early, and then it's like, I see all these people my age having keg stands, uh, and living the party life. And here I am being a father or a mother, uh, and I just can't believe how these people go along with their lives and blah, 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 blah. Call them wet towels. Wet towels. And that my friends and millions of listeners is the worst type of person yeah in the world these are these are the type of people who make their entire personality i am a parent but it comes early and then they judge the shit out of you yeah. for having the party boy personality yeah. and to you i say fuck you <laughs> <laughs> And that is it. That is it. Because I don't want to hang out with you. So, so we, we, you know, we get we get that that from from yeah, both yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, and then we also start to see that they they do start to kind of feel like they are getting older. They are almost thirty. I think they are thirty at this point. Yeah. Or Lily turns thirty soon. Um, they might be twenty nine, but 
this is where we start to kind of see them want to be more mature, act more adult, despite their urges to still want to have fun. Murtaugh. Murtaugh lists this on this, which I am kind of embarrassed that we didn't think of Murtaugh list when we were talking about like memorable moments. Mm, because the, the Murtaugh list, as yeah. soon as it came up, I was like, how is this something that I forgot about? Yeah. Um, but like Lily and Marshall want to be more mature, right? They have yeah. these silly little rituals that they do. And if you've been in the relationship for long enough, yeah. Like you have silly little things that you probably just do between you and your you and your friends. You and your significant Well, even then, yeah, even yeah. even like just between you and your significant right. other. Yeah. Because some things are just a little too cringe to even want to do with your friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I, you know, Katie and I have been together for 15 years. Yeah. There's some things that I do with her that I'm like I'm not going to I'm not going to say any of this shit along with other friends. So Roe and I and dear listener, it is not a, it is not a sexual thing. No, but no like, none of these were. But we like we do a lot of like cutesy talk to each other, to the point where sometimes when we are out with other people, my girlfriend will talk like like a that? sophisticated human being. Oh, uh-huh. and I forget that that is actually her default, and like yes. our cutesy talk is an innovation in her life. Um. We're learning a lot about me today. Well, so here's the thing. I just just got the notification earlier this morning that they're shipped, but I ordered those two expensive lightsabers, right? (laughs) Um, Upstairs, I have a a cabinet just full of Star Wars action figures that have mostly been purchased after I graduated college. Dare I say, all purchased. After I graduated college, uh-huh. um, you got me that anime, um, uh, wildly oh. accentuated Anjuwoman. You mean you mean anatomically uh, anatomically correct? Anatomically correct Anjuwoman poster, right? Um, and you know that I think this is um, this is a way that this show could actually be really interesting in terms of analyzing the millennial. Um, because I, I think we are notorious for growing up a little, a little, a little slower than, than our predecessors. Probably. Um, but not as dumb. Not <laughs> as dumb. Not as dumb as the, as the generation that came before us. Um, and yeah, this episode at least tries to, tries to sort of grip with that. By the point, by that point, like the millennial stereotypes hadn't been so ubiquitous where it wasn't on the nose, but it is, but I, but it's interesting. I think this, I think this core group, and I don't know if they technically are because of their age, because I always get confused as to where Gen X ends and millennial begins. Um, but they, they could, their shenanigans. They could might kind of be, they might be, they're either like late Gen Xers or late Gen Xers, early, yeah, early millennials. Probably. Um, so, to that, to that, um, that point that you were making, one thing that I think is kind of shown by this by this group is that, like, while yes, you do have to grow up, uh-huh. like it's also okay to revert, to revert, and to to like still have fun. So Marshall and Lily, this happens in Three Days of Snow. Yeah. Um, 
like they have these like silly little rituals that they do with each other yeah and they're trying to put a stop to them mm-hmm. uh they tell each other like what they ate for lunch every day yeah um Marshall goes and picks her up from the airport. Yeah. She brings him a six pack of beer from wherever she went. Yeah. And and they're trying to put a stop to it. And then during this episode they realized like Oh, the other person's gonna Like the other person might still do this yes. and then I feel like an ass for not doing it. Yeah. And you know, to what degree that might be true. Like I'm sure if, if she didn't bring him a six pack, he Marshall would Marshall would have been fine. Yeah. He would not have held it against her yeah. if you know, if they had agreed that she, uh, he wasn't going to pick her up. She wouldn't have been upset. Yeah. Um, but it's also the idea that like it's fine to still have these things. It is fine to still have these things. Um, I don't think they would be outwardly upset, but it, it is kind of the thing where you know you're you and your wife tell each other no gifts for wh- whatever holiday. Oh, that's right. bullshit! I tell my wife I want right. gifts Not every time. You and your wife, <laughs> the royal you and your wife, tell each other no gifts, or your husband. Um, tell each, your spouse um, mm-hmm. tell each other no gifts for like a holiday and then you're like ah but if, if I don't get it and they do then I'll feel bad and I think I think I think there is it, it is worth celebrating some of those childish reversions mm-hmm. right because they're I mean they're fun they're innocent and fun um, this is this is the spice of life you know adulthood adulthood in its purest form Sucks. <laughs> yeah. Right. You need to have fun. You do need to have fun. Um, anything else about Lily and Marshall? I know we talked about Lily a little bit more um, in our in, in our, our list. list uh, I know this is one of the biggest yeah Lily issues uh, in the episode The Front Porch. Yeah. So. Um, I think that's it. I think that's all we need to say. I think that's all we need to say. Yeah. Um, Barney, we finally meet his mom. Yes. This is the episode where we meet Loretta. Loretta Stinson. One of my favorite, one of my favorite, like, recurring characters. I don't think she made the list. I think, I think I chose, or we chose mom, Marshall's mom, Mm -hmm. over Loretta. But there's something really funny about this woman who is, like, self-appointedly, like, or was... Like a big hoe in her interview, <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, like that's how I was." So this show was the first time I was acquainted to this actress. She's in a lot of stuff. She is in a lot of stuff, and I'm trying to look up her name. But as I look up her name, continue. Uh, Francis something. Yeah. Lamar. So funny enough, she was in um, <laughs> she was in the season of Francis Conroy. Yes. Yeah. She was in a season of um, American Horror Story where yeah. she plays a maid. A maid. And Who the men that? see her as like really hot. Yes. Like young, really, really hot. Right. And then like everybody else sees her as she truly is. Correct. Like Old. what, what yeah. Francis right. um, Conrad? Yeah. Looks like, right? And uh, I don't know. She's, she's fun. She is fun. Very funny. Um, uh, she shows up more later on. Yes. She's, she comes back at least three to four times. Uh, but this is one of those episodes that I don't love. Uh, which, which episode the specifically? Stinsons. The yes. Stinsons. And uh, this is where Barney hires the actors to play. The actors. Yes. Uh, I hate the kid actor. 
Uh-huh. Which, I don't know if you're supposed to. I know, like, they say, like, oh, he's, you know, he sucks. Tyler, no likey. Tyler, no likey. <laughs> well, Javier, Javier, no likey, Tyler. Uh, but it's also, it's also a factor of, like, me not liking kid actors for the most part. I see. And this kid just does not do it for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't. That's what that's what you find annoying about the episode. It's just like, of all the things to I, like waste an episode on. I think so. There's there's um, I like to call them sitcom purists, who I feel like especially many two thousand sitcoms. As the show progresses, things will get like slightly more ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll stretch suspension of disbelief like a little more um, for the office for our billions of fans who are watching this is uh, portrayed in how Jim's pranks get more elaborate but also the character of Kevin gets more like comically stupid yeah as the show goes on show goes on the, I, I think this this episode very much stretches suspension of disbelief yes quite a bit Quite a lot. Um, I I don't mind it just because I think it also like kind of expands the mythos of Barney. Like you've I guess you've met his doubting mom, um, <laughs> who it's interesting because in the flashbacks that we've seen her, like in the Bob Barker episode, like if anything, she just kind of played off as like neglectful. Yes. Right? Like, you only see, like, from the legs down. I believe it's implied that she's smoking. Yes. Right? And he's like, who's your dad? And she's like, oh, I don't know. That guy. Right? Yeah. So it's kind of cool to see the little character change in terms of how how she is very, like, motherly. Um, and it, it kind of shows how that inconsistency in his life um, helped contribute to that instability yeah. um, that he has. But I will, I will say that, like, yes, I think this show push, starts to push the boundaries of what, is, of what is possible. Or this episode tries to push the boundaries of what is possible in the show. Yeah. yeah. So uh, not a lot changes with Barney. No. He, he stays pretty similar. I mean, he, again, we further explore his feelings for... For Robin, which had been going on since last season, right? We get um, the episode uh, Mosby as a signs where he is upset that um, That Robin is shacking up with PJ. Right. Uh, We get the episode where Ted and Robin are banging. He uh, we get that episode. We do get um, we do get Barney's two hundredth. His 200, that is the season, isn't it? Exactly. Uh, what episode is that? Uh, that is called Right Place, Right Time. Yes, that's the episode that I'm on, uh, that I was watching yesterday night before yeah. I turned it off. Um, yeah, his 200th. Is that does that episode does that episode help? Cat, I haven't, I haven't reached it in my catch up yet, but does that episode help catalyze the Barney Robin relationship? Because like we said earlier today, we begin season five with them secretly dating. Yes. And then it's confirmed that they're dating, you know, by by the very beginning of that season. Does the 200th conquest itself, from your recollection, help sort of solidify that he that he wants a that he wants a relationship? I think 
he he's talking to someone at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Right, he's talking to that that mad kid who like was bullying him about like banging a hundred chicks in fourth grade. Right, and that's what Barney sets his whole life's goal at. Yeah, and um, he kind of tells him like, "Hey, you know, like." Like, there's there's more to this, and then Barney kind of like realizes like, well, now that that goal is done, like, what's the more? What's what's you know what's next? Right. And I think he like glances at Robin yeah. as she's walking into the bar or something. Yeah. Um, other but other than that, like, there's really not a lot of 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 change here uh, until the very last episode, which is where Barney and Robin do finally kind of like get together yes right in the leap right um she learns about his secret feelings for her yes wikipedia uh yeah i mean there's there's some stuff in there that you're kind of like robin like confesses to him Mm -hmm. and like in an attempt to like scare her off Mm. Doesn't she like tell him like, "Hey, I, you know, I think I'm having feelings for you." Yes. And he's like, yes. "Oh, yeah, you know, um, right." You know, his 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 fear of commitment starts to show. Exactly. Um, but she, but like you said, she's trying to push him. She's trying to push him away. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, there, because who is it? Isn't it Marshall and Lily who tell her to try the Mosby? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think and, I'm in love with you. Yeah, I think I'm in love with you. <laughs> um, and they both kind of, you know play with each other back and forth yeah um it, so she so I'm, I'm i'm cribbing from wikipedia here because my my memory is hazy um so meanwhile barney has decided to confess his feelings to robin but before he can say anything she says that she loves him he quickly reacts by saying that they should just be friends and picks up a random girl at the party lily then tells him that robin overheard his suit analogy with ted and was worried about what to do after discussing with lily and marshall who revealed they had known for months Robin sides to Mosby Barney, telling him that she loves him right away, just like Ted did. Barney discovers the truth, gets disappointed, confronts Robin at the hospital. She admits to Mosbying him, and then tries to do it again until the two confess their complicated feelings for each other and kiss. After this, they decide to discuss it later. Yeah. So very messy. And not in a bad way, but like very, like... For these two yeah. characters, I feel like it's appropriately messy. Lots of external conflict and lots of internal conflict yes i love i love the payoff of the goat yes uh i don't think this is the episode that has my favorite quote where he's like uh where lily's like petting the goat she's like but she's so pretty and and cute and furry and soft um but this is the episode where he gets ted gets the shit beat out of him by the goat yeah so i think we can pivot to ted yeah. Now that we've talked about everybody else. So another line from Wikipedia, you realize that Ted has had Ted has had a year. Ted has had a fucking yeah. year. So left at the altar, knocked out by a crazed bartender. Yeah. Uh, fired and attacked and attacked by a goat. Yes. Right? All in all in one season. Um so the episode where Ted gets fired. Yeah. From he, um, he has to design. He didn't design his own firing room. He has to design the firing yes. room. Uh, he then Ted's it up. 
Yeah. He, you know, Ted, Ted's going to Ted. The tranquility pool. The tranquility pool. <laughs> the, yeah. uh, the, the hallway, hallway of re, rebirth or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Bilson fires him, which yeah. then we get the fun, like, before that, we get the fun video, like, camera, like, CCTV camera footage. Right. Of them firing people and them being upset, and then uh, Billson gets hit in the back. And then we get it of Ted. And then we get it with Ted yeah. hitting him in the back with a chair. Yeah. Um, so very, you know, very important for Ted. We're gonna pause for a second. Yes. All right. So um, back to Ted. So you said he had a he's had a year. And he has. He's had a year. He's had some moments as well. Some positive moments. He's got. He's he got to work the naked man. Yes, the Naked yeah. Man. We we mentioned the Naked Man. Mm-hmm. Um, we do not get um, a big thing on the Naked Man. Now this is the season we've known for a long time that Ted loves Star Wars. Yes, but this is the season that solidifies Ted as like a diehard. As a diehard Star Wars Star fan. Wars fan, which was interesting to me. I'm so I'm I'm very interested in IP and how intellectual property laws work. For example, if you watch a show like The Fairly Odd Parents, that's the first one that comes to mind. They will have like a Star Wars parody, but it'll always be like their brand of the characters. Um, that's a cartoon; it's a kind of different genre. But it was, but it was interesting. It was interesting for me to see, like, oh, they're they're naming this movie, they're naming the characters. Barney has the clone trooper in his in his apartment, which does it go from stormtrooper to clone trooper? Or clone trooper to stormtrooper because it does change. Who the dude? It does change. I don't. I don't like Star Wars enough to know that distinction. Well, regardless, um, and it wasn't until I was watching this on Hulu that I was like, "Oh, was the show always owned by Twentieth Century Fox?" Yes. Even though it appeared on CBS. Yes. Which eventually Viacom and Paramount. Yeah. So, I don't know if that has anything to do with their ability to like. Like, if this show was owned by NBC, like, would they be able to even do the Star Wars episode? I don't... I don't know. Because, like, I don't know what you can and, like, can't do in terms of name-dropping intellectual uh, property. I think as far as name-dropping, there's nothing against it. Uh, they technically don't show anything from the show or from the movies. Right. You get some sound clips. Yeah. Um, but... I don't think that it's enough yeah. to to warrant like interesting you know, any sort of trademark or copyright yeah. infringement. Um, and as far as showing the stormtrooper, right? I don't think that's as big of an issue. And yet, I still feel like if it was on another network and 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 Star Wars was the the movie, mm-hmm. I still feel like the TV show would have had to do the clear parody. It's not Star Wars, but wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We all, know, oh. we all know it's Star Wars. Here we go. Yeah, 20th Century Fox was the original distributor of the first six Star Wars films. Correct, it was. So, but was it also the original? Did it yes. also own How I Met Your Mother? They did. Right? So they were parent companies. Yeah. yeah. So that's that is also why yeah. it, it helps. Javi thought I didn't know that 20th Century Fox did distribute the Lucas films. I you, you were you were kind of like who owned? Uh, yeah. You're like I don't know I who meant, owned. I meant how I meant how does the law work in terms of how to how to show the IP? Anyway, <laughs> yeah. we find out Ted loves Star Wars. We find out Ted loves Star Wars, yeah. um, and little by little, you kind of start to see Ted also 
you know, start to be affected by like the the bumps on the road. Yeah. Um, again, in the Wu Girl episode, he is dancing around, you know, saying my love life and my work <laughs> life are, you know, are, are disappointing. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he he wants to get into that fight. Not so much as much as Barney does. Yeah. Um, but he definitely kind of talks up the the game when it happens. Um, and then that all kind of starts to to boil over when he is reunited with Karen. Right. Who uh, who is awful. I fucking can't stand her. Yes. And it's not just a Karen thing. It's an actress thing. Yes. Is she a Scientologist? I have no idea, but you know what? There's I heard um and I I liked I like Donna from from that 70s show. Uh, and then it's like Laura Propon. Yeah. Um she's a piece of shit in Orange is the New Black, obviously. She's a To be fair, uh, that whole fucking character or that Piper's, whole show Piper's a piece of shit too. Um but like there there's there was something controversial with her. Whether she was defending Hyde from that '70s show and his sexual assault allegations, I don't remember. But something, something happened with the actress. I feel she like. was a Scientologist. She was a Scientologist. Mm-hmm. There you go, listener. Be aware: the tier of worst people in the world uh, is <laughs> baby fetish. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, people in their 20s who have kids and then judge other people who are living life in their 20s mm-hmm. and then Scientologists. Those are those are the worst types of people in the world. Interesting. And we abuse a lot of rights in this country. Why can't we abuse the rights of the Scientologists? We should. That's all I'm saying. We should. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so we we are then uh, told yeah. That Ted finds out. Well, we are we are shown Ted finds out that Lily has taken it upon herself to sabotage many of his relationships. Correct, uh, including including Karen, Karen, and Stella. Uh, no, not Stella, not Stella, not Stella. Uh, Robin, Robin, yes, Robin. Yeah. She did not touch Victoria. She did not yeah. touch Stella. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone who she felt like Ted could potentially end with, yeah. She sabotaged. I had confused it with Stella for a minute because I got intervention in my head. Which, as a, as a brief aside, the way that they, the way that they reveal, I enjoy the way they reveal they had the intervention ready for Ted. Uh, and when Barney arrives, he just has the and he has it ready. He just has he just always has it ready. He's like, wait, you just carry that around. He's like, Ted, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, they reveal that uh, Lily. Um, Lily messes up his relationships while uh, Robin is having the craziest day on TV. Yes, yeah. the the delivering a baby, the weatherman having a heart attack. Yeah, uh, somebody catching her on fire. Yeah, I think at one point yeah. a magician. Yeah. Um, which before we before we wrap up our thoughts on the season and we move on to the tier list, uh. Not in this episode, but the next episode after this is the old King Clancy. Right. We get one of those instances where like we're told a bit of information. Yeah. And then we are shown that mm-hmm. the information is not right. Right. With her being the one to want an to old want King Clancy. The old King Clancy and it, it and fucking kills me. Yeah. Um, but this is where we get that front porch. Uh-huh. Um, which, you know, as a way to gauge 
a relationship. I use that test. I think it's I think it's good. I do use that test. I I don't think that I've ever used it. Yeah. But I can see the merits of it. Yes. I think so. This is interesting. Um, I think there currently um, there's not a trend, and I think people in our age to necessarily like want to keep in contact with a lot of the people that you grew up with, right? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people our age are very comfortable with like picking up, moving on, and and starting somewhere anew. Sometimes, yeah. Where in the in the test purest form, maybe that could be impractical because it kind of it kind of implies that you're establishing roots with a group of people and you want to settle down in those roots. Um, but I, I like the idea of establishing roots, so I actually really like the front porch the front porch test. Yeah, I mean I think that's also it's also something that not everybody can use. Right. I think you need to you need to see yourself with a group of very specific people to even attempt this test. Yes. Like I wouldn't use this with like just about anyone. Correct. Right? Um but like if it's like with like super close friends, I think that that's why yeah. it makes sense. Like, you know, why why else would Robin not with Robin, sorry, why else would Marshall and Lily use this test? Or why right. would Lily specifically, you know, see them? Um But Ted does end up, like you mentioned, having a change in in career path. Mm-hmm. For the best, I would say. For the best, and I think when... So I'll make, I'll make two comments that are related. Like I said last episode, I think some people kind of lump this arc of seasons as being the static Ted seasons, where you, you do have Zoe after Stella, but I mean, that's like... That's kind of it in terms of the big recurring ones. Up until up until the mother arrives, but again, that I feel like that all has to come from that forty year pact. That forty year pact, but and the fact that I think people un unrightly measure progress in the show by Ted's relationship status. Yes, right. Um, and to be fair, that's the title of the show, right? It's implied <laughs> that that's yeah. the focal point. But I think when you have seen the whole show and then you come back and rewatch, this is what makes me appreciate the finale for this show um, so much because Ted's professorship very much is a detour from the trajectory that he that he wants and sees for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still progress and it's a detour that like you know still still gets him eventually to where to where he wants to be. Right. So. I don't know how I don't know how architecture works a lot necessarily, yeah. um, and we we will probably touch more on this later as you know we do get right. him designing his own builder's skyscraper yeah. in New York City. Um, I feel like being a lead architect in a project and being a professor mm-hmm. work very well. Yes. I feel like if you're, you're you're just designing the building, like you are the one who designs it. Yeah. Like so you're not the one building it. Right. Right? Like you have contractors who come in and make sure that everything on the inside is stable. You have 
the construction workers who do it. Like you might oversee things. Right. Where I, so I feel like him having that job would not have prevented him. Not prevented, but so well, let's rewind. So here's here's one thing the the show also gets inaccurate and is also very much a product of two thousands times. Uh, we like to think that getting an architecture job and designing a skyscraper is very difficult. Sure. And it very much is. Uh, <laughs> but right now, someone's finding full-time, yeah. full-time professorships. So um, back then, it's kind of seen as like... I, the show... I always read the show as kind of... Not necessarily presenting it as a stepping stone, but like in an alternative. And it kind of comes from that mentality of like, oh, those who can't do teach those who can't teach teach gym yeah right like i don't I, like ted never wanted to be a professor but he's like all right it's a it's a job i get to talk about it and he yeah. finds out that as he's going through it he finds out he's a very good at it and b and b likes it now this is next season right yes but it but it but in the theme of leaps and changes and sort of keeping yourself occupied it does show that like Detours are still are still progress. Yeah, and everybody, yeah. everybody except for Barney, I feel like had a leap this season. And um, and it's interesting. We'll talk about this when we get to season nine. But when you look at the ep- when you look at the finale of the show, what we see of him and the relationship with the mother is not like the vision that Ted. No, for himself, right? Very different. Uh, Very untraditional. Both kids are born before, you know, before they're <laughs> they make the they right? make the joke of living in sin. Yeah, exactly. So, right, like I, I like I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but like the show does kind of sort of celebrate the fact that like things do not always go the way you plan on them yeah. going, but that's okay, and it's still okay to have your plans, right? Because mm-hmm. like you know you can you can still design that skyscraper, you can still meet the one even if it doesn't turn out the way that you expected it to go. Exactly. So I love I love the season finale with Ted, especially compared to the last one that does have him doing the romantic gesture. Like, granted, it's at an arcade, right? It's no blue French horn. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like him finding actual progress for himself rather than just yeah. sort of, like, settling. Yeah, and I think, we, I think we talked about this before. There's never really a season where things feel super static. No. Like, maybe things don't drastically change. Right. But there's movement. There is movement. Um, sometimes that movement feels cyclical, right? We talked about ro- on again, off again for Ted and Robin. Mm-hmm. I-, I think season five is definitely where Barney takes the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could argue that Ted is kind of pushed to the back a little bit. Yes. Um, but there's there's definitely still movement. You just gotta You just got to watch for it. Yeah. Um, anything else we need to say about Ted? Uh, I think it's time to move on to our yeah. to our list. Have we met Ted? We have. Um, we have so today's Ted. list um, is a topic of of much discussion from a lot of uh, straight white males who also probably really hate the Last Jedi. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yes, that is a good point. Um, my theory, Republicans hate The Last Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> Liberals tend to like The Last Jedi. Yeah. And I would say that um, 
very like new age conservative ish men would also be the ones uh, who would tend to get hung up on this topic. Um, so thank you for letting me temporarily hijack the show on a political rant. Hey but, man, go for it. But this is this is technically your yeah, this is your my, brainchild. This is my brainchild. But um, but what is our what is our list for today, young oh, Javier? Boy, all right. So today, so all right. Let's let's preface this. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Preface. 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 Yeah. Um, everybody loves almost every character. Yes. In this show. But there is one that people tend to hate. People if if you were to ask yeah. who is Who's the worst the, the worst group? of the crew. Yes. People say Incorrectly, I would I would say. For sure. People will most likely say Lily. Yes. Uh and now I think we've discussed this together. Yeah. Yes, Lily does have her like flaws. Her flaws. Yeah. But I mean so does everybody else. Right. Right? But people get caught up on Lily. So today we are looking at our top Lily is a scumbag moment. Just to, you know, just to play into the joke. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I struggled and, with this. And here's the thing. So when we were planning when we were planning the show, um when we were planning the show, we were coming up with list ideas, and I picked this one because I thought it would be easy. It's not. And there are some common ones, which honestly, some of them find their way onto my list. Um, but I have caveats for all of them. Or I have qualifiers for all of them, I suppose. Not caveats. Um, but there's like... It's it's almost a circle jerk of people playing hating Lily. Do you mind if I read a Reddit post real quick? Go for it. All right. So the Reddit post is from a year ago from You Deleted. Uh, it is called I Fucking Hate Lily Aldrin. From um, a year ago. From a year so ago. So recent. But it, 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 it's it got all the cliches. All right. So, hi. I discovered this gem of a show during quarantine. I know I'm about six years too late. Did not punctuate the apostrophe. In <laughs> uh, and just started watching the show about two weeks back. I'm currently in season five. I love all the characters. And there's one character whom I fucking hate. Dot, 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 dot. Lily Aldrin, period. See, the thing is, before season five, I actually liked her, but during season five, I started disliking her to the core. I started to realize how self-centered and fucking ignorant she is. She's always somehow, one way or another, rude to Marshall, parentheses, a very loving husband. Uh, she tries to jeopardize Ted's career by stealing from his boss, caps lock, question mark, question mark. Um, she uses, and now everything else is all in caps. Kindergarten fucking logic with adults. She ran away to San Francisco three months before her marriage to Marshall because she wanted to pursue a career in arts, parentheses, only to realize she's abysmal at drawing. She jeopardized her and Marshall's future by recklessly spending and buying clothes when Marshall wants to sell the clothes. She compares it to him wanting to make her wear a garbage bag, question mark, question mark. She broke up Ted and his girlfriends because, boldface, she doesn't approve of them till season five, and now we're back to not caps. Uh, she's such a bad person. I just hope by the end of the series, she has some redeeming qualities. And like here, this person's probably younger than us. Probably. Like I was young and maybe young, dumb, and this stupid too. But like it, it screams, this post to me screams angry white male. Oh, for sure. On Reddit. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and these are the core critiques, right? I, I can't, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm kind of cynical 
to be honest, I can't imagine this person came up with these by themselves because there have been posts upon posts with these. Every single one of those. And honestly, you know, it's funny enough, uh, pretty much all of those are the ones that are on my list. And that's because I was, you know, grasping at straws because I could not Um, come up with anything else. I I have a little, I have a little, a a little bit of different ones. Um, But even those, I, I don't unentirely empathize I don't I don't distangle myself from Lily in, I don't distangle all my empathy from Lily for all of those as scummy as some of them can be to be honest with you like they're not outside of the realm of possibility yeah of how people act in, with like you know I don't want to say good reason because yes there's no good reason to have credit card debt um, but like People like their lifestyles. People buy people buy stupid shit. Like, yeah, where I bought my lightsabers. <laughs> and like, it's it's yeah. not on my list yeah. um, because as someone who was, yeah. uh, you know, young and yeah. not with a super awesome paying job, yeah, credit card debt piles up. Yeah, whether you would mean to or not. Yeah, like yeah, I wasn't spending money on like clothing right but like you know paying bills and paying for like groceries that should roll that up well i think we have to realize like our you and me buying toys right Mm -hmm. is is kind of the equivalent of like girls buying fancy clothes and i don't mean that in a a demeaning way like you like yeah you like your fun stuff i mean homie is happy yeah and okay, you will never listen to this, so I can say this openly yeah. without fear of repercussion. Right. I spent one hundred and eighty dollars on a figure. Yeah. Uh, at a comic con like three years ago. Yeah. And I was like, should I have paid one hundred and eighty dollars for this? And I look at my figure and I go, yeah, it's kind of worth it. I spent three hundred dollars on not recently, a while ago, on a Star Wars set of like Mandalorian action figures that were pre Disney, pre Disney. So they're none of them are like canon now. I don't even know their names, <laughs> but they're really cool. Uh-huh. Um, but you couldn't find them fucking anywhere. Yeah. And so you know. Sometimes you gotta treat yourself. Sometimes you gotta treat right. yourself. So yeah. let's let's go with the list. Yes. Um, do you want to start? Want to start on this one? Uh, I'll I'll start just as long as you're okay with me adding my buts and howevers at the at the end of many of these. I feel like that's gonna be for both of us. All right, go for it. So. All right. So Thomas list number five. Are these in order from worst to or from least worst to worst? Least worst to worst. Wonderful. All right, number five. Um, controversial. This is where I sound like a piece of shit. All right. Lily getting mad at Marshall for taking the judgeship without telling her first. Now, but actually, yes, he should have told her first. Yes. Um, yes, you should be open with your spouse. I will say, as I remember how this was presented in the show... It was presented in like a you need to decide on this now thing. Um, and they were supposed to go to Italy together and Italy was supposed to kind of be this like life changing thing. Um, in my biases, when you look at career and pleasure and how they come into conflict, I tend to skew more towards like career. And I would say like judgeships are hard to get, like it's very prestigious um, you don't know if the judgeship will always be there. I'm sorry, but like Italy will, Italy will always be there. He he effectively got you know, even though he wasn't elected to judge here, 
right? This this was effectively like you know his inroad into elected office, and I feel like that's something that like all right, you know, a dream for Italy has to has to wait. Um, but he should have told her. So you know, least on my list. Um, number four, similar, uh, Lily moving to San Fran. Oh yes, which was on. Which was on a lot of people's list. Interesting. Um, broke up their relationship. Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, look, I think there are. So I'll use I'll use my girlfriend Rose as an example. Um, she works at a new job. Um, her boss is not pleasant, um, and she kind of regrets like leaving her old job. And like what I tell her is like, look, I get it, like. You know, you realize the grass wasn't necessarily greener. But, like, if you had not left that old job, which was static, right? You weren't going anywhere in that old job. Mm-hmm. You would have always wondered, like, what what if? Yeah, what else is out there? Right. So, um, yes, I, I think breaking off an engagement is emotionally traumatizing. Um, but if she if she didn't take that opportunity, would she have been okay? Would would then the Italy thing have blown up? You know more than it actually more than it actually did, right? Um, so I have thoughts on that, but I'll I'll, I'll save those for my yeah. list. Um, number three is credit card debt. Okay, pay your bills. Pay your bills. <laughs> <laughs> um, number two. Lily giving the you're dead to me look to Mr. Park. Oh, that one's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Now she learns that Mr. Park died, right? So she quickly learns learns the lesson the lesson about it. But, all, you know, all of that over Yeah, but she just over wanted coffee. Decaf coffee, ladies and gentlemen, um, non binary folks. Um, decaf coffee is indeed for bitches. Um, and don't use the heart problem excuse to me because that just means you're a bitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, woman, like, and I, I'm not a New Yorker, but like, your bodega coffee is also not that great. Yeah. So, unnecessary. Um, poor Mr. Park. Uh, and number one, having Scooter on the hook. And I don't. Oh. And I don't, even, I don't even feel bad. I don't even feel bad for Scooter. But I, my mantra is make the divorce final. Yeah, you can't. You can't keep him on the hook. There were two short-term relationships that I had where I knew that they were going nowhere, um, and then I, I ended things in both of them. And um, the women, the women were a bit distraught. It kind of, it didn't come out of nowhere, nowhere because it was at the beginning of us like having friction. Um, and like I was looking at that friction and I'm like is this probably going to get better no um, do I actually see myself with this person no um, and then I broke up with them and they're like why I don't understand and I'm like I you know I yeah. just don't think I didn't, I didn't say you're not the one and to be honest I can't remember what I did say so I could have sounded like an asshole. I will very much say that that, that could be within the realm of possibility. Um, but I, I effectively I effectively said, without saying these exact words, you're just not the one. Yeah. Right? And I'm sorry, but like... It's not effable. It's not effable. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, divorce, the divorce just always has to be final. So, yeah. Yeah, that is, you know, get, get Scooter off the hook. Come yeah. on. Come on, Lily. Come on. 
Come on. Don't 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 leave a chance if you don't really feel like there might be a exactly. chance. Exactly. Now uh, no what was not on this list, breaking up the relationships. Uh, because I would say that stronger men and women than me um, might see a relationship that needs breaking up and they would do it. And yeah. I would say you did the right thing. I was too chicken to do so. You know, funny enough, it's also not on my list. Good. Uh, my number five uh, is she is really annoying about her birthday. Yeah, but it's funny. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Like yeah. I said, like for me, I'm, I'm honestly grasping at straws. Yeah. Like, all of these might sound dumb uh, because um, I just, I don't think they're that yeah that bad. Yeah. Uh, so, that one's on my number five. Yeah. Uh, my number four is, dude, she fucking, like, assaulted Jenkins. <laughs> like, so, so that's, that's in the next season. Yeah. Um, Marshall has a new co-worker named, yeah. named Jenkins. She's hot. She's very hot, yeah, but, but again, we didn't know. they they, yeah. they use this trope of everybody thinking that Jenkins is a man. Yes. Because, I mean, you, you're working in the corporate world, right. very man-leading, uh, and you get the impression that Jenkins is a guy. Exactly. Uh, and, and she does too, and yeah. Marshall doesn't correct her. Yes. Uh, and eventually Jenkins gets drunk yep. and kisses Marshall. Yeah. It's not like a... Like she doesn't she's like right. blacked out drunk. Right. And she realizes And that she realizes that she, that she apologizes to Marshall, she apologizes to Lily. Exactly. Um But then Lily just wails on her. Yeah. And I was like, damn, poor Jenkins. And we never see Jenkins again. We never see Jenkins again. So that that is an element of the show's problematic takes on relationships and and um the consequences of, ex- of expressing sexuality. Yes. Yes. Um, my number three, I did put Aldrin Justice, not because it's Aldrin Justice, yeah. but because she is truly jeopardizing Ted's She's jeopardizing Ted. But it's weird. When people bring it up, they like, they like, in their tone, they almost like defend... Brian Cranston's character. Yeah, no, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, he sucks. He sucks. Yeah. But it's the fact that he... that it's, This is... Like, right. Ted is trying to help her, yeah. and she puts this crosshair on him. Yeah. So that, like... I was like, all right. Yeah. Like... Right, that's a bit far. If, if you're going to fuck with someone, don't fuck with someone who's helping you. Right. So that's the only reason why I have her on this. Yeah. Um, number two, and this is kind of... Oh, Jesus. This is where um, it's not quite the San Francisco thing, um, but in the episode where Lily stole Christmas, uh, the Grinch, the Grinch, yeah, um, Ted mentions like, right. She didn't, you know, even... In passing on the phone. Or anything. Mar- he's like to Marshall, he's like, you need to get over this bitch. But, right, this is what yes. we Yes. And, um, and she's like, why are you so mad at me? Like, yeah. you know, whatever. She's like, you know, you, you, all, you left everyone. Yeah. And, like, Marshall and Lily have been together as long as Ted yeah. has known Lily. Yeah. So that is a friendship that, like... I, I understand Ted being 
hurt by this too. I don't blame Ted for calling her a bitch. I don't. I, I could see someone getting mad because I think it, it hurts to hear yourself getting called that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think where this um, where this definitely deserves a spot on the top five is that like you know this group would have no qualms calling you know anyone a bitch, right? Yeah. And like, I mean, this is the episode where we get the infamous "I call slut." Yeah. And it's one of my favorite lines. Exactly. So, I'm also a big believer that if you're gonna do shit, you gotta yeah, you gotta, gotta, gotta take, take it. it. Yeah. yeah. She did not take it. She did not take it. Yeah. Uh, and my last one is um, pregnant Lily is kind of a bitch to Robin, and mm. that I'm like Robin has always been a good friend to Lily. I feel right. I don't think there's ever been a, ta- a, a time where. Where Robin has been mean to Lily, yeah, except for drunk Robin, right. uh, but pregnant Lily is kind of, kind of a bummer. What does she do again? She's kind of like edging her out, like not, oh, not yeah. you know, yeah. taking into consideration. Like I mean, they have the episode where um, they're trying to race to see Maury. Yes. And it's that it's that that whole season where they're trying to get pregnant, and right. you know she's kind of just like not super chill about everything. It's interesting because it's kind of a cool parallel arc to the Woo Girls episode, yeah, where you just see that they're 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 simultaneously at a point where they have like different needs in life, but mm-hmm. they're still at the point where they're they're still best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So yes, I, I could see it as a bitch moment. I would also, I would also counter it and still say that like, being pregnant fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and there, you know, there's, um, you do have different needs at that point. And like, you know, sometimes as sad as it is to say, sometimes it's just hard to fit, hard to fit your friends into yeah. into your life when you got other needs going on. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Yeah. I will note though to both of our lists. I think why it was kind of hard to me for to come up with the moments is that despite these moments existing, I think there are multiple times in the show where Lily is seen as being supportive to every other character mm-hmm. in the group. I don't know if you could say that about everybody. Like, maybe there's isolated moments, but, like, I think Lily for sure will have at least three moments where she's, she's supportive to Ted, Barney, Robin, and then course of course Marshall so this is gonna sound this is gonna sound really weird Ted is the dad of the group yeah without a doubt Lily's the mom yeah yeah and unfortunately being the mom of the group often leads to like people shitting on you yeah like someone's gotta someone's gotta be the voice of reason sometimes and you imposing trauma on the group no Every generational trauma movie of the past two years. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. So that's our list. That's our that's list. our list. What an episode. What an episode. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about in this season. There's a lot. I don't feel like there's a lot to talk about in some of the other seasons, but this season is pretty stacked. Yeah. So we'll uh, wrap it up there. We will be back with season five. Season five. Season five. While not as big, I feel I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could start talking about it, and then you're like, holy shit, this season is also stacked. Yeah. Um, but uh, season five has some all-time bangers. Yes. Uh, I had season five as my number one. 
Season five yeah. does have um, what's it called? Is it the Suits episode? Yes, it does. Girls versus Suits. Yeah. So. So. It's it's hard not to put season five up there. But. Yes. So that's that's this episode. That is this episode. So uh, we will be back soon. We'll be back soon. By the time this gets published, so will we have a, will we have, a, will we have our Thor review out by the time this gets published? It depends. Yeah, we're, um, we're seeing Thor we're tomorrow seeing night. Thor tomorrow night. What time are you and Ro leaving on Friday? Uh, it might even still be Saturday. I don't know yet. Oh, you're not sure? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yet. I mean, if you got time on Friday, we could do it Friday morning. Sounds good. So, and then that will will probably go up Monday of this week. Um, so we'll talk more about those details in a little bit. Exactly. Uh, but until next time, uh, he's uh, Javier and he's Thana, and we'll be back with more How I Met Your Mother Summer. How I Met Your Mother in the summer. We're almost halfway there. We're almost halfway there. We All have right. not been living on a prayer. We have not. All right. Bye. Bye.